Welcome to Inside Hogwarts, a Harry Potter podcast made by kids for kids. I'm Daisy. And I'm Vaughn. And today we're talking about Chapter 7 of Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets, Mudbloods and Murmurs. So first we're going to begin with some feedback we got from the last episode. Um, so, uh, so this is from Ella, who again was the... Uh, Guest, uh, guest our, host on in our, our bonus episode. Our bonus episode. So if you haven't listened to that, go listen to it. It yes. was great. Um, so one of the questions she had for us um, is, do you think there are professional potion brewers? Probably. Like, I mean, there's got to be really good potion makers out there, like wand makers. Yeah, like that just are that just are ready to have potions made and like and to be- make the best of all. Because there's people like Snape, but. Do you think there are people like Lily, who was really good at potions and just has some sort of like online Etsy shop where she just uh, <laughs> sells hair care potions that she makes? Or, um, that I think that would be hilarious. Yeah. If they had like mail order Etsy shops and then they would like, per, per, like, per, they can make a uh, wolfsbane potion, they can make a uh, drought of living death. Droughts of living death. Clearly, to the shady buyers. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, she could be selling in Nocturne Alley, like in the yeah. back alleys of, like through, like she has, she's wearing a big trench coat and she has like her potion in a little yeah. slot. She's you want to buy some potions? <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, that's amazing. Um, she also, uh, Ella also said that she said she used to say Seamus like how I did or how all of us did. And then now started saying shame. Of course, some people still do. Uh, yeah, exactly. I feel like it's more little kids that do because, especially little kids in the U.S., because um, you're reading it and you're like, it's spelt seamus. Like, why isn't it said like that? But I think in the U.K., it's probably a more common name because yeah. there's a YouTuber, uh, Seamus Gorman, and yeah. he, um, obviously says it Seamus. He's on Super Carlin sometimes, so that's how we found out about him. Uh, Ella also said that she says knut and knight, just like nut. Wait, knut. I mean, is it actually knight? No, it's not. No, I mean, not like, I mean, like, does JK, does JK Rowling mean it to you? Can yeah, it's just, it, no, it's just knight, like, okay. like a knight, but, um, it's, the reason people say knut, and then it just kind of drifted over to, like, knight, is because Jim Dale, who, is on Audible as the person who, um, like, you know, reads the books. Oh. He says connect. So then it just kind of, I think, picked up, and now people actually say it, like, as a thing. So that's why that's a thing. And then I just heard it, so I thought it was cool. And it's, it's I feel like it's cooler than just saying that nut. Yeah. It's like, cannot. All right, so let's start with the first sentence of the chapter. I see. Vaughn, before we started, you said I changed the name, so I'm just, Larry spent a lot of time over the next few yes. days, jogging out of sight whenever he saw Gilderoy Lockhart coming down a corridor. And if you don't know Larry, uh, Harry, Larry, Larry is actually Harry. <laughs> if you didn't already know that. Um, Colin Creevy had memorized Harry's schedule as uh, Harry also, so I mean, Harry also had to avoid him. That's creepy. <laughs> it's memorizing, like, that's like being paparazzi, you're just following your, your, he pretty your much idol is, everywhere. But, like, it's so, it kind of annoys me that Harry's upset by it or, like, tries to avoid Colin already because it's like, 
Harry, you're already sassy. Stop, like, stop (laughs) being like that. You're supposed to just be a little kid. Stop trying to, because, I mean, what would you do if you had. He is a little kid. If you, you're in Harry Dear. I am. So what would you do if there was a little kid like that? I mean, or not even a little kid, a year younger than you. I would probably, I don't know what I would do. Let me think. Because I think most kids would just, uh, I don't know if most kids would be like how Harry is. I would probably just, I don't even know. I would tell him that, like, you, I'm not, shouldn't really be this famous, because I didn't accomplish anything. My mom did. <laughs> exactly. Um, well, like, not in a mean way. Not like how Harry's doing. I mean, he, yeah. Harry's not mean to Colin, but he's also not, like, nice. He's also definitely not, like, let's be friends, you know? Yeah. Which I think is all really Colin wants. So Hedwig was still mad at Harry because of the car wreck, and Ron's wand was still malfunctioning. And I was reading, like, I was reading this part in the book about how Hedwig was still mad, and I was like, "Wow, Hedwig, you're gonna regret that later." Thought. Spoiler: Five, <laughs> four, three, two, one. When Hedwig dies. When you're dead, Hedwig, you're definitely gonna regret that. Um. So the trio planned to visit H- Hagrid. Not Hedwig. Hagrid that Saturday morning. <laughs> but Harry was shaken awake hours earlier by Oliver Wood. Enthusiastic much, Wood? <laughs> because, I mean, it's it's funny that he's so enthusiastic, but it's also like, what? Do you have a life? Like, like do you? is your life just Quidditch? I, I feel like it is. Oliver said that they had Quidditch practice and that it was part of this year's new training regimen. How long? Do you think he had planned this training regiment out for? I feel like he he is per okay. He is person. I see him as person. He I is. I feel like they're the same people. And I mean, I know you guys are gonna be like, but Percy like disowns his family, and Oliver Wood is so awesome. He plays Quidditch, but no, I see them as the same because they're both extremely ambitious and like. They just were, they're really ambitious, hard workers. Because, for example, Percy has his goal of getting to somewhere that his parent, parents aren't. Yeah. Which isn't necessarily a bad thing when you're thinking about it. Like, all he's wishing is that he wants to be somewhere higher than where his dad is. Yeah. Because his dad is in, like, a two-person department, which it's not a bad thing that he's aspiring to be in a better place than his father is at. But he goes about it in the wrong way. Wood, on oh. the other hand, is just obsessed with Quidditch. He wants to be great. Great. He wants to be a good Quidditch player. He wants to, like, go down in the Hogwarts history books. Exactly. But if you guys didn't understand what we meant about Percy uh, and his family, you will find out in book oh, yeah. five. Yeah. Or, yeah, book five. So... I, I see them as the same people, but I want to know what you guys think. Are there other characters that you see as the same people? And I'm not saying I read Oliver Wood and I'm like, oh, well, Percy Weasley's on the Quidditch well, team. I mean, like, I, I see them I think, very similarly. I think everyone just sees Fringor as one group because they're very yeah. rarely alone. So, like, I'm, I mean, like, do you guys see, for example, um, Draco Malfoy and Crab? crab as the same people not that you no, would no not that you would no but That's i see just an example. no but i see goyle and crab exactly yeah so if you guys see like two people as the same people and it's not like obvious like they're not best friends 
then email us. Email us because we want to know. Like, because I haven't really thought about it that way. I've just seen them as, like, this is Oliver Wood. This is Percy Weasley. They're kind of similar, but I haven't really thought about it as much as I have just now. Um, so, yeah. Uh, Harry grabbed all of his Quidditch things. I Okay, actually, now that I think about it, we didn't even answer how long we think he had this planned out for. Because I, I just completely drifted into this other part. Oh, yeah. I was um, thinking that I could imagine him, because you know how Percy shuts him up himself up yeah. in his room? I could see that as all He's just all working over. in complete silence for exactly. a whole week, and he's not coming, he hasn't come out of These guys could be week. best friends. Yeah. They could be best friends. Like, I just picture his, him at home during the summer, and is like, he just shuts himself in his room for the, for the next week, and his parents just pass Wait, food under the door. Wait, aren't they in the same year? Who? Oliver and, uh, uh, Percy? Percy, Oh! I think they are. Because doesn't Percy... No! Oh, no. Um, No. Yes, yes, they are. Yeah. And the sixth year, Wood leaves. Oh, no, No. fifth year. No, Wood leaves... Wood's last year is book three. Oh. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because Angel... No. Aren't friend George so Aren't friend George older than Percy? No. What are you thinking, Vaughn? I I don't know what I'm thinking anymore. Do you know who Harry Potter is, Vaughn? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. But no, no, no. So Percy okay, they say it. They literally say Oliver Wooden is is in his sixth year. But I'm kind of getting confused. I he's in his sixth year this year, so it means his last year is book three. And in book four, Angelina becomes the captain, right? Yes. So then, and then also, what's his face? Percy. What's his face? Percy. <laughs> in Harry's first year, Percy was in his fifth year. Yeah. So yes, Oliver and Percy are in the same year. That was a really long-winded, like, conversation yes. about Percy. And we're going to talk about him more, because later in the episode, we're going to talk more about Percy. Anyway, so Oliver... Oh, I already said that part. Harry grabbed all of his Quidditch things and wrote a quick note to Ron to explain where he had gone. Harry was just at the portrait hole when Colin came running up to him with a developed photo of him and Lockhart. So cute. Oh, oh like, actually adorable God. because he took a picture of Harry and Lockhart, developed it, and then was asking Harry, Harry to sign it. Yes, please sign this. And besides, uh, I have uh, 15 more copies in my backpack. Uh, I'll bring <laughs> them. Could you sign I'll, br- those? I'll bring them by later. I'm gonna I, I need to. I need to cover my room in them. Exactly. I'm gonna send one to each member of my family. And I, I need. I need to. I need to put like five. I need to put like 20 of them on my shrine. Exactly. <laughs> I was just about to say shrine. Um, Harry told <laughs> Harry told Colin that he couldn't sign the picture because he had quit a practice. So of course, Colin decided to come. When Harry goes into a long explanation, or then Harry goes into a long explanation about what Quidditch is and how you play it, which is clearly just so that the reader gets a recap. Um, I was actually, like, thinking really quickly, though. Like, if you were one of the people that, when these came out, were, like, lining up at the bookstores to get the next version, hopefully you read, you reread the books that come first. Yeah. Between the time... For example, before before five came out, but after four came out, if I were during that time, I would have read all of all four books 
like 20 million times before. Yeah, and before I saw The Rise of Skywalker, I I rewatched a bunch of the movies. Going Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> um, but for Harry Potter, I, you know, before a marathon, for example, I would, I reread all of the books. Uh, I don't. You don't, but uh, <laughs> that's just me. Um, so I would do that, and then I wouldn't. I don't think any of these people actually needed all these explanations because they stop. I think in number five, which is such a relief because I really get annoyed with the explanations. Harry was a wizard. He found out yeah. he turned eleven because a giant knocked down his front door. Um, <laughs> a half giant. Exactly. <laughs> when they got down to the changing room, the whole team was there, and. Juliver, okay, what? And uh, it's it's Tolliver. Oh, <laughs> Oliver was the only one who looked awake. Do you think that when Oliver makes them wake up really early, that it actually changes their performance? Like, does it make them better? Um, probably because they practice more. Yeah, maybe. Uh, Oliver gave a really long pep talk and was saying that he wanted to win the Quidditch Cup this year. When the team left the changing rooms, Harry saw Ron and Hermione watching in the stands eating toast and marmalade yeah marmalade yes i'm just kidding i've never eaten it (laughs) i haven't either (laughs) maybe it's good maybe it's not they started to fly around when fred asked what that funny clicking sound was it was colin crazy taking pictures in the stands i more pictures for my shrine (laughs) who is he taking these pictures for like still his dad yeah. Is dad look, look at Quidditch. This is Harry Potter. Yeah, even though you have no idea who he is, this is Harry Potter. Remember that? Remember I told you about it? Like those 50 letters I said? <laughs> Harry said that he didn't know Colin, and the whole team's attention was turned to the Slytherins that were walking onto the pitch. Oliver yelled, Flint! And told him that they had specifically gotten up to practice on the pitch. I can see, like, his face turning red and, like, him, like, stomping on the ground. <laughs> Imagine Oliver. Uh, like, ah, oh, Philly. He throws his broom. Imagine him on the ground, like, banging his arm. <laughs> Throwing like, a tantrum. Exactly. Because <laughs> I no. can see that. He's like, we booked the pitch. Screaming. Um, so Flint showed Oliver a note yeah. that he had gotten from Snape that read, I, Professor S. Snape, give the Slytherin team permission to practice today on the Quidditch field, owing to the need to train their new seeker. Like, how is this fair, and how is it allowed? Because can McGonagall reserve them time? They probably could. And, like, they're all kids, so why are they taking this to Oliver and expecting Oliver to just not put up a fight? Yeah. Exactly. And, like, how, for example, how could... Cedric Diggory not come watch the Gryffindors practice so that he can plan for the Hufflepuff Gryffindor match by watching their moves. Mm, yes, they true, true. So there are so many different problems with this. Um, Draco Malfoy was the Slytherin team's new seeker, and his father had bought and he bought the whole team new Nimbus two thousand and ones. And if you're wondering a bit more about these broomsticks, go listen to our Nimbus episode. Um, Ron and Hermione hurried over, and Hermione said that at least no one on the Gryffindor team had to bud at Wayman. Um, that's well. How do you? Okay, Harry. Well, the only reason he the only reason he catches these many snitches is because he has the Nimbus. That's true. Like it, it's a very close call many times. 
but he only really gets gets goes faster because he has the Nimbus. I think that um Harry could be good even if he wasn't um using a Nimbus. I just think that it would be easier for somebody else. But what I feel but I feel like in this in Quidditch you having a better broom is like playing soccer but you you have like special speed boots. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or like you can somehow kick twenty feet further than everyone else. Yeah. Or just twenty times further than anyone. By else. yeah, by like illegal miles. Means. <laughs> um so, how do you think uh, Draco approached the team? Like, do you think he came up to Flint? He's like, hey, Flint, um, so I can get you guys. I know someone who can, I can get you guys some Nimbus 2001s. All it's going to cost is a team, new team member, me, me. But I know <laughs> a guy who can get us these brooms. What do you say? Like, do you think that's how he did it? Um... He's probably, he probably, yeah, he probably walked up and he's like, put me on the team and I'll get you like 20, I know 20 Nimbus. <laughs> um, so, put me on the team also, or the ministry will get sued, or, or the ministry will sue you, uh, <laughs> your father. I don't know if suing is a thing in the ministry, in the <laughs> magical world. Or but... my, or my, you know my father? He used to be a Death Eater. He'll kill yours. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> okay. Um, so... Also, Draco's just so jealous. Like, because Harry is the seeker, he has to be the seeker. Yes. He can't accept like, that Harry's just better than him. Yeah. Uh, well, like, not better than him, because I don't think that, like, Harry's better than... He's not worth more than Draco, but he's just, like, better at Quidditch. So that's funny. Wait, didn't Draco say early in this book that Harry has a Nimbus yeah, 2000? I that's probably why his dad bought him a Nimbus 2001. Yeah. So... Uh, Ron and Hermione hurried over, and Hermione said that at least no one... Oh, wait, I already said that. Um, so Draco said, No one asked your opinion, you filthy little mudblood. Everyone gasped, and Ron's wand blasted. Ron fell on the ground and started to throw up slugs. That's so disgusting. In the book, he doesn't say eat slugs. I was reading it, and I was like, where, where, I mean, where, where, I th- did, he where did he learn to use nonverbal magic? I think it's just the wand backfiring, but it is a type, I think, of nonverbal magic. Yeah, but second years can't do nonverbal magic. It isn't nonverbal magic. It's just, like, his wand backfiring. It's not, like, intended. It's just, you know how when you're a little wizard, like a little kid, and you can't control your magic? It's like that, but just with a wand. So So he was, like, about to do something. Yeah. So Harry and Hermione picked Ron up and helped him get to to Hagrid's house. When they were almost there, they had to hide for a few minutes because Gilderoy was also there. So when uh, G- Gil- uh, Gilderoy left, uh, they knocked on Hagrid's door and he opened it and let them in. He pulled a copper basin in front of Ron as he threw up the slugs into it. Yes. Hagrid said that Locker, Lockhart had been bugging him about getting ways to get rid of Kelpies and uh, as if Hagrid had known. Exactly, and also, well, like, does he need, does he feel a need to, like, get himself acquainted? Not, okay, I guess that it's a normal thing to get yourself acquainted with every person that yeah. you're working with, but, like, he feels the need to make it known to every person he's working with how, how amazing he is. Yeah, how much he thinks he knows. Exactly, and, like, like, I know that y- your job is literally, um, 
transfiguration. Yeah. But let me show you how the to transform bird. this cup into a bird. Oh, and no, you, your your wand is a little off. <laughs> yeah, and then exactly. he he shows them the right way, the, the right way with quotes, and it doesn't work. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're just he is ridiculous, and it's it's you hate him in the book, you love him in the movie. It's yes. So like, there's just a mixture. So Ron told Hagrid that Malfoy had Hermi- called Hermione a mudblood. Uh, so Hermione said that she knew it was really rude, but didn't know what it meant. Uh, Ron told her that it was a foul name for a muggle-born. Ron said that just because Malfoy's pure blood, he thinks Ivy's better better than other wizards. And he's not. But he he's really not. He's worse. It's the I kind of ironic thing is that Ron is a pure blood. Yeah. Well, they do. The Malfoys actually call call Weasley's disgrace. Uh, yeah, disgraces to to the name of to yeah. the name of wizard. Um, Harry uh, Hagrid asked if Harry was giving out signed photos, but he told Hagrid that Lockhart must have been spreading that rumor. Hagrid showed the trio a huge pack of pumpkins pumpkins outside that he said were for Halloween. He said that he'd been helping them a bit. When Harry saw Hagrid's pink umbrella and thought that Hagrid had been using his wand illegally, I thought since, you couldn't. I thought you couldn't since, really use wands that were broken. Okay, this is where a bit of a theory comes in. So, you know, Hagrid's wand was snapped because he was expelled from Hogwarts. But spoiler: five, four, three, two, one. Uh, Dumbledore is the master of the Elder Wand currently. Oh yeah, yeah. So what? What a lot of people think is he used it to repair Hagrid's wand because we know that is an ability of the Elder Wand. And then wand. he just told him, hide it in this pink umbrella because it's super unassuming. Yes. Um, so the trio walked up to the castle to see McGonagall. Which is spelled wrong again. I don't know how to spell it. <laughs> uh, who told them that Ron and Harry would be doing huh. detentions that evening. You are literally reading a book. Where is <laughs> Chapter. Is it? Let me try it. M C G O N A G L L E. I don't think there's two L's, but that's close, I think. Okay, so Ron would be polishing the trophy room and Harry would be helping Lockhart with his fan mail. That seems easy, though, but I think for a boy that would be torture. She told Ron no magic well, and not Harry. Like Harry, this would be torture. She told Ron that she told Ron that he couldn't use magic, and Harry uh, that Lockhart had requested him himself. Lockhart had Harry address the envelopes that evening, and as he helped, he heard a voice that's saying, "Let me rip you. Let me tear yeah, you." That's what the basilisk yeah. sounds like. Yeah, that's guys. definitely. Let me rip you. <laughs> Let me rip Just you. Let me rip you. Let me tear you. Let me kill you. Here he asked what the uh what would that what that voice was, but Lockhart said that he didn't hear a voice. When Harry finished with the envelopes and letters, he headed back to the common room and explained what had happened to Ron. So now let's read the last sentence of the, the chapter. chapter. Here. Huh. Um. Huh. Okay. So, 
the last sentence isn't just, gonna make sense that. if I don't read this no, no, just read the just paragraph. The, they already read the chapter, so just read that. Wait, wait, let's just, let's just read this. No, that's too much. Okay, fine. Uh, I know," said Harry, lying back in his horse's four-poster bed and staring at the canopy above him. I don't get it either. <laughs> yeah, you're right. That didn't make any sense, but. <laughs> Hopefully you guys like have read the chapter. Yeah. So you'll know. Um, alright, so movie goops. goops. We actually have one this time. At around thirty-nine minutes when Draco Malfoy calls Hermione a mudblood in front of the Quidditch teams, Harry can be seen in the background behind Draco reacting surprised to this. <laughs> However, he later confesses he doesn't know what the word means. Also, in that scene in the movie. Fred, I don't remember which one it is. It's whichever one is always on the right. Because I know that they specifically did it in the movie so that one of them is always on the right and one of them is always on the left. So whichever one is always on the right always has the funniest facial expressions. <laughs> like, um... Oh, in, in the, the Goblet in the of Fire. Secrets, uh, we, we've seen an image right. of the Goblet of Fire. Like, one of them is, like, their face is, re- is so... has such a weird reaction. Yeah, they... I mean... Whoever's on the right does that a lot, and it's hilarious. All right, so let's take a quick break, and we'll be we'll move right into our Hogsmeade journal yes. and then our analysis. Welcome back from the break. Welcome Hopefully back. You hear that really loud like noise that Vaughn <laughs> made through the, the microphone. Um, so let's start with our Hogsmeade journal, which is going to include. Lots of stuff today. It's going to be great. So, there's a new Harry Potter pin, and it's Halloween-themed. The pin is the Great Hall with floating pumpkins and candles, and in my opinion, is probably the best one yet. Mm. On Hogwarts Mystery, you can vote for your favorite fan-made outfit. Everyone in the game receives the winning outfit for free. I think you have to vote, like, through social media, so that might be difficult for some some people. I mean, I don't really have social media. Yeah, we don't do social media, so we can't can't vote. And I also don't play the game, so it doesn't really matter. Um, So, I would like to talk a bit about Percy Weasley. And I know that we already talked a lot about him in this week's chapter Spoiler alerts! Yeah, spoiler alerts, definitely. There's always spoilers in this analysis and hockey journal, so just know that. Be aware. Um, I don't really think he's that bad. And, like, when he comes back in Deathly Hollows and, like, apologizes, it is the saddest thing ever. And he watches his brother die. Yeah. Which is sad. I mean, when he comes back, though, it's totally unexpected. He's it's like, like, I'm here, it's guys! It's been coming on for a while now. Um, so, also ending the Deathly Hallows. Like, ending the Deathly Hallows for the first time is kind of like, like, I'm no longer in your world, goodbye. Yeah. But, you know, you always get to reread it, so that's cool. But ending it for the first time, monumental. Monumental, um, definitely. So, <laughs> like, Snape, Snape, Severus Snape, Snape, Dumbledore. Dumbledore. So, good or bad? Snape is, who is, okay. is, what is Snape, what is Dumbledore? Snape, good, Dumbledore, bad. And why? Dumbledore raise Harry for slaughter as a like a pig for the slaughter. Oh, and how does Snape say it? I mean, can we do he, it in Snape he, voice? Like a pig for slaughter. So you've been raising him like a pig for slaughter. 
That was really bad. I know, I know. So Dumbledore, he's just been raising Harry this whole time just so he could die. Pretty much, yeah. Like, he knew it from the beginning. And he hasn't cared for Harry at all. Yeah. He hasn't loved him. He hasn't cared for him. He just cared that he lives to see Voldemort. It's kind of like him and Ariana, but Harry actually had some use to Dumbledore. Yeah. Which is sad. What about Severus? Snape. Snape. Severus Snape. He hasn't been raising Harry for death. He's been trying to basically help Harry along the way. Yeah. The problem is... That- he may have bullied his uh, his <laughs> rival son, but that doesn't mean you're evil. <laughs> no, it doesn't mean you're evil. Even if a thirty, even if you're thirty and the kid is ten and you're bullying him, you're not evil. Just kidding. <laughs> You'd probably make you evil, but no, you're not. He's, he's good. He's good because I think he sees so much of James and Harry, but he's also not looking for Lily and Harry. Because I think he's He's more, just trying to protect him. He Harry's, actually cares for I him. I think Harry's more Lily than James. And he would actually care if he died. Do you think he's more Lily than James? Or do you think he's more James than Lily? Who? Snape? Or no, Harry. Harry. Oh, uh, <laughs> then, that, then probably Lily. Because Severus is just looking for the James qualities in Harry. He's but not, he just can't find he's any. He's not... No. Yes, he's all, only seeing the James qualities. Like Wrong. the arrogance. He, and the he's not arrogant. That is what... How's okay, Harry, how's okay, Harry so arrogant? Like, he breaks a million rules. That doesn't make him arrogant. <laughs> yes, it does. No, it doesn't. I mean, arrogant is like he has an inflated ego. Yeah, like, but I'm he a also, great wizard. That's true, but he also thinks that he can get away with anything, which he does because he literally owns an invisibility cloak that he uses like 20 times per book. True. Okay, uh, no, next. no, no, so not next. Aww. He is good, and he, he is, is good. He is arrogant, but he's not so arrogant that he's bad. Like, because Severus is literally only seeing in Harry what he James stuff when he should be just seeing all of this Lily stuff. So now we can stop. Also, we talk about. In our bonus episode, we talk a bit about eyesight in the wizarding world and how come they can't fix Harry's, like, eyesight problems. And I literally found this thing in one of those, like, drop-down menus when I was researching for this episode. So I just copy and pasted it, and it says, eyesight. Harry can't fix his own eyesight because there isn't a product or a spell on the market he can buy to get them fixed. It's as simple as that. Also, he's not a bloody genius. And how does Harry not know the spells to fix his glasses? Because he has to have Hermione fix them every time he breaks yeah. them. Yeah, I mean, he does. He only breaks them, like, once or twice. And he's young when he does it. But still, Hermione's young, and she does it in her first year. Hermione's a genius. <laughs> okay. Also, I've been thinking a lot about tea. Like, you know, um, like, afternoon tea, high tea. Just a lot of British stuff. So, I have, a few, I have, like, a few questions for all the British listeners. So, I want to know if tea is... Because I know that for afternoon tea, it's three courses. It's... Um, first, it's the mini sandwiches. Then it's scones. Oh, my gosh. And then it's the, like, pastries, like, tarts, things like that. So, I want to know from our British listeners, um, do you guys have afternoon tea with all three cur- courses every single day 
do you have afternoon tea with just the tea every single day and like maybe just the courses when you have guests I really really want to know like just occasionally maybe yeah or, or is it yeah. like like for example if you have a another family coming over for dinner you might invite them for afternoon tea then dinner or maybe you just invite them for high tea I want to know you guys yeah let so us if you know, if you, you want to if you're gonna let us know email let us at uh inside hogwarts pod yeah. at gmail.com yes we really want to hear from you guys like we'll put your feedback in the episodes we'll put your feedback whenever we talk about a certain thing because we want you guys i mean we're just two people and there are way more opinions out there so yes. let us know so let's start with our or let's not start with but let's move into our analysis part of the episode and Guys, we are going to be talking about Muggleborns. Muggleborns. Too early. Um, so, Muggleborns in the Wizarding World. So, a Muggleborn, for those of you who don't know, is a witcher wizard that is born to two non magical parents. So, let's read off some notable Muggleborns. I also put kind of like a little bit of a description. So, go ahead, Vaughn. Mary Cattermull. We find out about her being a Muggleborn when the trio infiltrate the ministry. Uh, Colin and Dennis Creepy, two of the best characters ever who are awesome. Lily Evans, Harry's mom. Remember when Snape called her a mudblood? <laughs> Number I five. hilarious because, like, it's so sad when he calls her a mudblood. And then he goes to apologize and she doesn't accept his apology. And he was going to sleep the whole night outside of the portrait hole. And he's, oh my goodness. Wow. I think it's crazy that he does that. And she doesn't accept his apology. That's just... That's just, that's just horrible. Oh, Snape. That's horrible. Oh, Snape. That was oh, just mean. Snape. Uh, Lily Evans, Harry's mom. Oh, wait. You <laughs> just said that. Hermione Granger, brightest witch of her age. Ted Tonks, he dies. Yay! Poor Andromeda. Literally, her family disowns her, and her daughter is dead, her husband is dead, and her her daughter's husband is dead. So, literally, all she has is a grandson. That is all. Wait, Ted dies? Yeah. Okay, really? Teddy. Me no Harry Potter. Wait, when does he die? No, no, no not Teddy. Oh, no, no, I think Ted, Teddy died. Andromeda's <laughs> husband. Oh. And that's why they named their son Teddy. Teddy. Yeah. Hey. Remember that? Muggleborns get their magic from a distant relative. It says on there that it happens when a squib marries a muggle and the magic resurfaces generations later. But isn't it possible for a wizard and a muggle to produce a muggle? Oh. Or is, well, like, or is wizarding blood the dominant gene? I think it's just gonna... They just call it squib, you know? Yeah. Filch could be a half-blood, but still half-blood yeah. squib. He could be a half-blood So for squib. those of you guys, like, who are... Who have done... I think seventh grade science, you learn about Punnett squares. And I just literally, okay, it's really hard to explain, but it's pretty much this thing where, like, you take a square that has four boxes, and there's a recessive gene and there's a dominant gene. And you have to figure out, like, for example, you might want to figure out, like, what color your kid's eyes will be. So if the dad has brown eyes and the mom has blue eyes, brown is the dominant. So it's most likely going to be brown. I wonder if you can do that with wizarding. You could do like a wizard. Oh, muggle. are they going to produce? That'd a be cool. Muggle? So it'd be really cool to figure that out, but with wizarding. So I was just thinking about that. J.K. Rowling, make it. <laughs> yeah, make us a wizarding pun in square. 
So, when a muggle-born wizard or witch is born, a member of the Hogwarts staff is sent to explain everything to the family instead of the usual owl delivery. This makes me think of Snape. Because don't was he ever sent? Don't you think one of the muggle-born, like, the parents would be like, we're hallucinating, get out of my house or I'll shoot you. <laughs> exactly. Um, also, imagine Snape going to, like, talk. She's like, your son has been admitted to Hogwarts. <laughs> you filthy little mud blood. <laughs> oh, your daughter's name is Lily. I can demonstrate some magic <laughs> to show you. That's what he is a wizard. And that exactly. wizards are real. And then he does a lot of cadaver on the dad. And his you name is James. Little mud blood. Or, or the daughter's name is Lily. Uh, <laughs> okay, so um, so there's a lot of prejudice surrounding Muggleborns, mainly from the pureblood community. Uh, many purebloods think that Muggleborns are not worthy of magic, and during the time of their prosecution in the second persecution, wizard- persecution in the second wizarding war, the Daily Prophet accuses them of stealing their magic from someone. Oh my goodness! How can that even happen? Why do Muggles they think cannot that? steal wands and then become I mean, magical? How does that even happen? Like Muggles can't perform magic. Exactly. Yeah. They're like squibs. Exactly. How would they even know? So and it, it, did did they think like they used a machine to like transfer their essence into them? I don't know. That's weird. Um, I have no idea. <laughs> Purebloods that are accepting Muggles and Muggleborns as are labeled as traitors, blood, blood traitors, traitors, like the, the Weasleys. So people like this would be the entire Weasley clan, Andromeda Tongs, and Sirius Black. Right? Those yes. are all right. Yeah. Um, because Andromeda, she marries a Muggleborn. Sirius is a Gryffindor, so is therefore disowned. Because, um, you know, if you're a purebloody, you legally cannot be a, a Gryffindor. It's No, that is not. No, it's, it's fact. It's no, it is not. It's illegal to be a Gryffindor if you're pureblood. Or, no, that's okay, that's not true. Only in the family. Weasleys, Weasleys are Gryffindors. No. If you are a, like, sacred, like... It, a sacred, uh, If no. you are in like the black family or the little strangers it is illegal to be in the family yeah to be a griffin they're like do it and we'll bought it over you yeah not allowed people uh, okay so when hogwarts was just beginning salazar salazar slytherin wanted to only accept pure blood students into the school he also left the chamber of secrets with the basilisk so that his true heir could purchase the school of Muggle-borns. Muggle-borns. Voldemort was only a half-blood, but when he took control of the ministry, Muggle-borns were required to register because they because they were accused of having stolen their magic from someone. I hate that, like, Voldemort is accepted as better than a pure-blood, even though he's only a half-blood. Because... Like, I know that he's like, I know that he's like, oh my, like, I was, I was a gaunt, so, or I was descended from Salazar Slytherin himself, so technically I'm just gonna go by that, and like, just forget that I, um, my dad was a filthy little muggle, you know? Um, Yeah. Which kind of annoys me, especially, like, how was he able to build a fan base? (laughs) So, like, just by being a half-blood, um... How is Bellatrix interested? He's a half-blood and she's a pure-blood. I also was asked, wondering, do you think muggles can get into 
muggles can get into Diagon Alley. I th- I'm, pr- I'm thinking maybe only one way. Which way? Parachute uh, into it from the sky or break down the brick wall. Yeah. Through the leaky cauldron. Because Muggleborn's parents can get into Diagon Alley, so it doesn't make sense that regular muggles wouldn't be able to. Yeah. Uh, so some of the Muggleborns went on the run during this time so that they could get away from the Ministry. They were chased by Snatchers and sometimes killed. Hashtag Ted... Uh, hashtag R.I.P. Ted Tonks. Um, uh, Draco and Mudblood. So pretty much, he is the worst person ever and thinks that Mudbloods or Muggleborns are terrible. Yes. But do you think he's just learned it from his family or do you think it's a personal thing? probably learn from his family i mean if his family hadn't taught him that he probably wouldn't think that yeah so here's some fun facts about muggleborns hannah abbott was originally listed as a muggleborn on jk rowling's list of students but ended up being a half-blood so i was thinking i read this fat fun fact and i was thinking i was like oh no on our bonus episode we say that hannah abbott is a pureblood that is not true is not true. She's a half blood. So any children that her and Neville have, not pure. So not now, pure. Now Neville has entered the long bottom. If for as far as we know from the long bottom family tree, he has ended their pure blood. Yeah, they are off the sacred twenty eight. Yep. Okay, so uh, Dean Thomas is actually also a half blood. His dad was a wizard, but had to leave the family when Dean was a baby because the Death Eaters were threatening him. He later was killed by the Death. In the last book, one of the Snatchers says that there aren't many Mudbloods in Slytherin. Do you think there were any in Harry's year? You said that so animatedly. <laughs> I did. Uh, <laughs> do you think there were any in Harry's year? Uh, um, but, yeah. Um, um I, I don't think so. What do you think? Um, probably not. I just, I'm just thinking, like, they would be they would be bullied so horribly exactly. that they would either leave Hogwarts or switch houses. Yeah. Uh so Oh, do you think you're allowed to switch houses? No. No, mm-hmm. no. I don't think you can. I don't okay, like I'm okay when people are like, Oh, I'm like a Raven Puff or I'm a Griffin Puff or I'm a Slither Griffin. I don't really like that. <laughs> Because I just prefer you to have one house. Uh, now because, I just identify as Ravenclaw. Yeah, because if you're going to Hogwarts, you're you only gotta choose in, one. You're only gonna be in one house. You're not gonna be in Ravenclaw and Gryffindor. So you pick one. Like pick one or the other. Yeah. And then also you can't really do this whole fun thing with the robes if you're picking two houses. So now we're gonna read like the eight. I think it's yeah eight things that Draco says that are. Rude to muggleborns slash muggleborns. One, I really don't think they should let that sort in, do you? They're just not the same. They've never been brought up to know our ways. Some of them have never even heard of Hogwarts until they get the letter. I imagine. I I think they should keep it in the old wizarding families. The smug look on Malfoy's face flickered. That was two. Number two. Uh, uh yes. Uh, no one asked your opinion, you fluffy little muckblood. He spat. He says it so mean too. It's not like a joke. He's like, literally knows it's mean, and decides to be mean about it. Granger, 
three. This is three. Granger, they're after muggles, said Malfoy. Do you want to be showing off your knickers in midair? Because if you do, hang around. They're moving this way and it would give us all a laugh. That's number four. And, I mean, it's pretty funny. Just kidding. Father, uh, father, actually, uh, number four. Father actually considered sending me a Durmstrang rather than Hogwarts, you know. He knows the headmaster, you see. Well, you know his opinion of Dumbledore. The man's such a mudblood lover, and Durmstrang doesn't admit that sort of riffraff. Yep, apparently Durmstrang is just pure bloods. Uh, want one, Granger? said Malfoy, holding out a badge to Hermione. I've got loads, but don't touch my hand now. I've just watched it. You've watched it, you see. Don't want a mudblood sliding it up. Okay, that's actually funny if you read it in a funny voice. Want, want one, Granger? I've got loads, but don't touch my hand now. <laughs> I've, I've just watched it, you see. Don't want a mudblood sliding it up. Like, if you read it in a funny voice, it just makes it ten times Number better. six. Too late now, Potter. <laughs> They'll be the first to go, and now the Dark Lord's back. The Mudbloods and Muggle Lovers first. Okay, so the next one, I actually, like, read it, and I was like, what? I, like, took a picture of this paragraph in the book, because I laughed out loud when I read this paragraph, and it kind of sucks because he's being mean in this paragraph, but I, I was laughing really hard, so I'm going to read it for you guys. The Inquisitor... The inquisitorial squad, Granger, said Malfoy, pointing towards a tiny silver eye upon his robes just beneath his prefect's badge. Oh, I love a this. Select, a select group of students who are supportive of the Ministry of Magic, handpicked by Professor Umbridge. Anyway, members of the inquisitorial squad do have the power to dock points. So, Granger, I'll have five from you for being rude about our new headmistress. Macmillan, five for contradicting me. Five because I don't like you, Potter. Weasley, your shirt's untucked, so I'll have another five for that. Oh yeah, I forgot. You're a mudblood green <laughs> So ten for that. <laughs> that actually made me laugh out loud, and it's it's mean to Hermione and to everyone else that he takes points from. But I thought it was hilarious when I, when I read it. I was, like, just sitting there laughing. So. Number eight. If you're wondering what that smell is, Mother, a mudblood just walked in. Draco Malfoy. So, like, I've said it before, and I'll say it again, and I've said that before, and I'll say it again. He is, like, good at coming up with things on the spot. And, like, he's great. <laughs> I know that they're all mean things, and I don't think that he should be saying these things, but, but I do think- But they can be funny. I do think that he's, he's good at, like, just coming up with things on the spot. Alright, so that is it for our Mudblood episode. Not Mudblood, Muggleborn episode. Muggleborn. So, we are, uh, we are not biased towards no, any uh, no. wizard race. So, exactly. If you're a Muggleborn, we're not okay. biased. We are Muggleborn, just just don't tell the Voldemort. Yeah, don't, don't tell Voldemort. <laughs> or Grindelwald. Oh, well, wait, not actually, Grindelwald. He doesn't really care about that. <laughs> yeah. Don't tell Voldemort, we're Muggleborn. Um, so... Thank you guys so much for listening, and make sure to leave a quick review and rating on Apple Podcasts because it helps people find our podcast, and it helps our podcast grow. Exactly. So go ahead and do that, and make sure to email us. Like, tell us all of your thoughts, do the questions we asked in this episode, because we want to hear your feedback. Um, you know, we only have the two opinions here, so we want to hear your opinions yeah. so that we have more, and then we can bring it up in the episode, and you'll get a shout-out, so that'll be cool. So... Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. Make sure to check back every Tuesday for another Inside Hogwarts episode.